Mike, what's going on? That's going well for you? All I'm doing is drinking. That's all I do now, Mike. I just, my wife looks at me at like four in the afternoon and she goes, we're going to start drinking now, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's terrible. There's like nothing else to do. Four in the afternoon? Oh, I, I thought you would have started earlier. Uh, no, no, four in the afternoon is what we're doing. I mean, it's five Eastern time, even though we're in the central time zone. So, but I, that's, I mean, <laughs> look, I'm straight. I got three kids, man. I got a 14 year old girl who it, every day, it's like I have to explain to her that life has changed, and then she accepts it. And then, like, Drew Barrymore in 51st Dates wakes up the next day, and I have to go through it all over again. Like, today she sat there and she goes, you really think that, like, everything's going to get canceled for my eighth grade year? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all getting canceled. And then the, the 12-year-old, he plays Fortnite all day, so that's great. He has social interaction. He sits down here. He plays Fortnite. Yes, he's going to grow up to be a mass murderer because we're allowing him to shoot things for six hours a day, but at least he's out of our way. And then the four-year-old, he's in heaven because his entire family is around him and he has somebody to cling to at all times. We just rotate him through the family and by four or five o'clock in the afternoon, it's time to start drinking. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, it's, it, I, I am now ordering beer from breweries and having it sent over here. So I can continue to restock my fridge. I'm in my pajama pants today. I generally get dressed, but it's getting to the point where I'm just like, man, this is, this is, I just wanted to get nice enough that I could just sit in the backyard. Like I've been telling uh, the the family that if this continues into the summer, if it gets to mid-May and we're looking at this could go into June and God knows, I really hope that isn't the case. I'm packing them all up and I'm taking them to like the summer cottage and I'll set up the equipment out there because I've got a little bit more open space and some land and no human interaction and I'm going to go hide there and broadcast from uh from the uh the barrage it's a big bar inside of a, a garage and I can open up the door and let fresh air in while I do all the podcasts that's my plan how are you I'm good yeah. all right let's get let's get to let's, some I, let's get to, I know you don't want to listen to me you're all business all right <laughs> you're, you're I don't get yeah. enough of human interaction I just wanted to chit chat with you but that's fine go ahead and talk about it. wrestling Mike I get it, man. Yeah, what's going on with WrestleMania here now? It's going to be two shows, uh, two nights, and Roman Reigns making a very smart decision for himself. I wonder how much uh, uh, Vince enjoyed that decision when it was told to him that he's not going to wrestle because he's not going near anybody in his weakened condition post-leukemia. Yeah, I'm sure um, Vince wasn't 100% happy about it, but I think at the same time, he's got to understand during these uh, different circumstances that we've been going through the last few weeks, that it has to happen. There's also been rumors and spoilers and speculation about a few other guys pulling out of the show. Uh, we won't really uh, get too much into that at this point. The only real report that's been kind of widespread reported is Roman Reigns. TMC has picked it up. There's been a few other outlets that, has, that have picked it up. So I guess we can talk about that too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go into now with that match. Um, it was supposed to be Roman Reigns against Goldberg for the WWE Universal Championship. Obviously, that match did not take place, and there was a replacement in that match. And all these matches are already in the camp. They were taped this past week before the Florida shelter-in-place order um, took effect. So WrestleMania is done already? Yes, it is. So it's just it's in the can, and we're just hoping that nobody spoils it for us. Yeah, there's like uh, bits and pieces uh, coming out in terms of um, 
guys pulling out for whatever reason, injuries, or maybe they're susceptible to being sick. Or maybe they've been treated badly by the company and they're like, why take a risk for this guy? Yeah, maybe. You never know. I mean, mean, if you you look at what's going on with AEW, all their top talent was on on Wednesday. Like, they just keep rolling out all their talent over the last couple weeks because these guys are like, this needs to work. They remind me of the small business owner. Like, in my neighborhood, we've got guys who are like, I've got to pivot. I've got to change what I'm doing. I used to be like a walk-in business. Now I'm in the delivery because it's their livelihood. Whereas the WWE stars are more employees. I feel like some of the AEW stars, they're so invested in this. This is everything to them. They're willing, they're, they're putting themselves out there just a little bit more. And there's also not a built up animosity between them and the owner Whereas we've always heard that there are wrestlers who feel like they get squashed by Vince or they're not treated well by Vince or like CM Punk when he came out and talked about how he didn't feel like he was medically taken care of by Vince that caused all that stuff. Like there there might be a reason why you're seeing certain guys like disappear on WWE because they're like, why am I sticking my neck out for this guy? While on the other hand, the AEW guys are showing up each and every week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can kind of see that between the, the two companies. Uh AEW, you know, there's a little bit more of a uh, positive attitude, not only between amongst the boys and the girls performing for AEW, but the fans watching the show as well. Not that, you know, there aren't still a lot of WWE lovers and supporters and backers, but obviously WWE seems to be uh, everybody's favorite uh, pinata right now where everybody wants to bash them. Well, what did they do to change everything this week? Because I didn't didn't even tune in, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched all of Dynamite because I knew it was going to be a good show. My only observation from Dynamite was that I think they were told by local government officials, you had too many people in the same mm-hmm. room because they had all the guy, they had the wrestlers outside the ring. And we thought that was great. But when uh-huh. you counted, cause I did it, they never had more than 10 people, including the person ringing the bell and the cameraman. If you counted um, the amount ring. of cameras, yes. they never had more than 10 people and they would show stuff backstage where they're doing the betting and they're talking but they wouldn't put more than 10 people in a room. And I think they got in trouble and they couldn't do that again. I think you're absolutely right on that. Uh, I definitely noticed that. And it's going to be interesting to see this week. Um, supposedly they're still continuing to do shows. So I assume, and I, I don't know if this is correct. I don't know if they've already taped the AEW uh, dynamite show for this week or not, because they're advertising Lance Archer to make his in-ring debut this week in that same empty arena environment in Jacksonville. Uh, I'm not sure if they're able to run that show live with the whole restrictions they have now in Florida or if they already taped it before that Thursday lockdown uh, that they have there. It'd be interesting to see what they come up with on uh, Wednesday night with that. Well, it'll be interesting to see as well. There's a lot of talk that uh, down the line here, you might have certain areas of the country that are in lockdown and certain areas that have a little bit lesser rules. And these guys are like, you know, they're, they're traveling circuses. So it could be, okay, well, we're not allowed to do it here in this state. We're all going to uh, Montana. You know, like, I mean, think about it. Like, yeah. we're, all, we're all going to Montana. What's in Montana? Wide open plains and no rules. We're on our way, you know? And to get back to your, um, your thought about uh, WWE this week uh, that you didn't watch, but I did, obviously. Raw SmackDown, I thought the shows were presented a little bit better this week. Yeah, still pretty much the empty arena environment. What they did was they changed the camera angle a bit where the hard camera was actually facing the entrance ramp and not facing a bunch of like empty seats. And they also took out the extra chairs at the performance center. 
So I thought the, pre- the presentation was a lot better. Yeah, they copied AEW. That's exactly what AEW was there. They just were like, oh man, they're beating us. Yes, they did kind of steal it from AEW. So yeah, Vince McMahon actually borrowing from somebody else uh, rather than the other way around. You know, like the NFL borrowing from Vince McMahon many years ago from the, X- the original XFL with some of the, the camera innovations and the technologies that the XFL brought back in 2001 to the NFL. But that, that's a little tangent on the side. But yeah, I mean, he actually, uh, him and Kevin Dunn, whoever else made that decision, I thought it was a good decision and it looked a lot better on TV. How far do you think we're going to get into this before we actually find out that one of these poor wrestlers, and I hate to say it, but it's going to happen, are going to come down with coronavirus or COVID-19 because they do have a lot of close contact with each other. And unless they're sitting there, let's say AEW is saying, hey, guys, if we want to keep this going, we're family Mm -hmm. and we're all staying in the same place and quarantining ourselves from our outside family because it just takes one person to bring it in. And that's going to shut your whole company down. And it's not like a company can tell people, if you want to work for us, you can't go home. And and that's going to get into an awful lot of legal things. I don't think they could pull it off in WWE, but it seems like the AEW guys, like I said, are far more invested in it. And I, and, and I would wonder if those conversations have happened because it's, it's, it's an eventuality. It's the reason that MLB shut down. It's the reason that the NBA shut down, even though it was too late and it was spreading through their league. It's an eventuality that it's going to hit WWE wrestlers if it hasn't already. And, and that's the thing that I think is event. That's what frightens me because eventually when that happens, they'll have to shut it all down. That could very well happen. And I can totally see somebody testing positive. I mean, everybody's testing positive. Nobody's exempt from this virus. This virus does not discriminate. You have celebrities, you have politicians, you have um, rich people, poor people, all different classes, all different races and nationalities. This does not discriminate. And wrestling at some point could get hit with it too. I mean, there hasn't been anything really public yet, but, um, you know, I'm just waiting to see if uh, anything happens. I mean, obviously I hope nothing happens to anybody else because this has been a terrible ordeal already. But obviously, yeah, we have to be really careful and mindful in these times. Well, there's specific wrestlers that haven't been on TV since the thing started. And then there are some that were on and now have been mm-hmm. seem to have disappeared over a week or two. And you don't know whether or not that is there's not a storyline for them or they said, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Or they were like, I got the sniffles mm-hmm. and they were like, stay home. And and that's the thing, like the, the writers really have to be able to move on this. I know you have a guest today and I don't want to take up too much time babbling about this i want to get to him so who do we have on that's going to be joining us here in a moment yeah, in just a few minutes uh it will be the chicago bear hug steve michaels he's a local wrestler uh he's worked for um, recently for Berlin championship wrestling in the chicago area and he's also um wrestling for ovw which is ohio valley wrestling it's a company that's actually been the developmental both for wwe and for tna impact over the years but he's working there now as well. Uh, he, he's trained a little bit down in Florida. We'll get into that with him in just a couple of minutes. I think we've got, I think we've got him now here, Mike. Hello. There he is. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. As great as I can be right now. And on the line right now, we have the Chicago bear hug, Steve Michaels and Steve today. We're going to talk a little bit about your career and uh, about some of the things that you're doing. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty great, uh, just practicing the social distancing. Yes. All right, uh, a few things here for you. Um, 
Just wondering now, I met you about a year and a half ago, and I've been trying to wonder how long you've been in the wrestling business and how you got into it. Yeah, so um, I've only been wrestling matches since, uh, I think it was October 2017. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I started about five years ago in, uh, well, I, I moved down to Orlando for a couple of years, trained to Team 3D for about a year and a half. Uh, and then I went and I trained at Pro Wrestling 2.0. Uh, down with Alex Porto, uh, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, who was one of the head trainers down there. Um, and, uh, you know, just really kind of kind of got to learn a couple different styles and uh, eventually moved back home to Chicago. And here we are. So you spent uh, most of your time back here in Chicago with Berwyn Championship Wrestling. And now, um, in that match that I actually saw you, I witnessed you in that match back in, I believe, it was September 2018. You wrestled a, a local veteran there by the name of Jay Bradley. Talk a little bit about how that match um, materialized, and then what opportunities opened up after that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I I was in the middle of uh, they were trying to build me up as as one of the bigger bigger faces um, and one of the bigger good guys here. Uh, at Berwyn and the booker at the time, uh, Frankie Rodriguez, uh, who's still a good friend of mine. He, uh, he put me in this match against their, their current top heel, uh, Jay Bradley. And I was familiar with Jay's work and, you know, he's, he's been in WWE. He's been an impact. He's wrestled in Japan. He's, he's been all over. Um, uh, so we have this match, and uh, Jay and I just kind of, we worked well. We worked well in the match, and he, uh, he, was, he was very selfless uh, in that match, and he, he understood the business, and he understood uh, the way the crowd was working and everything, and I ended up going over in the match. If you don't mind me asking here, and we have this little segment where I ever once in a while do something where I say, Explain this to me like I am a noob. So would you mind explaining that to me like I'm a noob? You're saying he's being selfless when he's in the ring. Can you expound on that just a little bit for me so that I kind of understand that a little bit better? It, 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 what, is it something where in ring, even though you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen going in, that it, that he, he even he even put you over more because he noticed something? He made himself look worse than what he actually was? Or what do you mean by that? Yeah, so... Basically, what I mean is, you know, a lot of times you you go in the back. You know, I don't think it's any secret here. You know, you no, you know, it's not 1975 anymore. We all know ex exactly. But <laughs> uh, you know, you're told, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what we want from you, from the bookers. Uh, you go out there and, and you you perform and you do that. In his case, um, he he gave me more than he needed to in the match. He let me do more and let me put myself out there more and make myself a bigger star in Berwyn than he needed to do. Um, so once we were out there, he let me do more moves and he put less emphasis on himself in that match. Um, which, you know, let's be honest, wrestling's a pretty selfish business. Um, and he he was very selfless in that sense. So he ended up 
making me a bigger star in Berwyn by letting me do more to him, an established name, who didn't necessarily need that win. Um, and, you know, we, we worked that match, and he, uh, he let me become that star that he, he, he thought I should be at Berwyn. Cool. Um, now let's circle back to what I was uh, asking you about, uh, how that match kind of changed your career path. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this, this isn't a story I really, really talk about much. And I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm going to hear from Jay about this, but we, um, I had a, an impact tryout last year in Las Vegas and I was talking with Frankie, uh, about it at the time. And he was like, well, have you, have you talked with Jay recently? And Jay, I was like, I haven't talked to Jay since that night, which is over a year ago at that point. And he was like, okay, well, let me, let me get you in contact with Jay. And long story short, Jay suggested I come down to OVW. He, uh, he's a head trainer down there now. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, he lives down in Louisville now. He's a head trainer. I mean, as you said in the, the intro, OVW in the, the 90s, early 2000s, they were the training ground for WWE. Like, so many legends came out of that place. You know, Batista and Orton and Cena and Lesnar. And, like, you name it. Like, everybody came through that place. And then at the time, uh, in late... 2019, they were the official developmental territory for Impact Wrestling. So it was a big opportunity for me because I knew they were doing live television locally in Louisville. So he was like, come on down. He's like, I, I think you can learn a lot down here. And he's like, if you're willing to, we can get you on every week and you can learn from Al, Al Snow, who's still the head trainer down there and the owner of OVW. And he was like, we'll, we'll get you on, we'll get you out here and we'll, we'll try and do something with you. And that's what I did. And I went down in the end of September for my first time to Louisville. And it's this, you know, it, OVW runs out of the Davis Arena, which is, basically this this warehouse that's been transformed into this television studio but it's this same building that and that you know and locker room that John Cena was in when he was coming up and Lesnar was coming and growing up and as a fan who grew up in that era you have this in the back of your head i mean their photos are all over the walls um, so you're, you're honestly just kind of stepping into history and getting the chance to perform there has become one of the greatest joys I've, I've had in professional wrestling and get to learn from, from Jay and to get to learn from Al Snow and the other trainers down there, uh, Tony Gunn. And, uh, it's just such, such an honor to get to go down there week after week. Great, Steve. Um, you're 33 years old. I just celebrated a birthday um, on Sunday. Happy yes. birthday again. 
Thank you. Um, you're a little bit of a late bloomer into the business, as you were just mentioning. You've only been training for about five years now and wrestling for like three. Um, what are your future goals in professional wrestling? Do you see a WWE or AEW at some point or maybe another shot with Impact or any other bigger company like that? You know, I would I, – I don't think there's any wrestler that's goal isn't WWE. You know, I would love to get there. I've got friends in WWE right now. Um, I would love to go there. Um, it Wrestling's weird. You, you never know what opportunities are going to show up and when. Uh, currently, OVW is about to go national. Um, and they're about to get a national TV deal. Um, so it's... I'm kind of happy with where I'm at. Okay. You know, if, if, if WWE and or Impact or AEW wants me, it's not like I'm going to be a hard person to find. You know, that's, I'm going to have the exposure. I'm going to have the, the, I'm wrestling across the country uh, on regular independent, independent dates. Like I'm making a name for myself. I'm not, I know that not everybody nowadays is is my size. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have a bit of a leg up. Um, but on the same time, you know, I I try I try to keep humble and just keep my nose to the ground and if uh I truly believe if I if I'm a good person, if I do the right thing, keep my nose clean, eventually good things will happen and luckily it's worked out that way so far. And you say you're a big guy, you're about what, six Five ish. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm shoot six five, three hundred fifty pounds. Wow. So. The, and, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, real quick, um, I know you're also a little bit of a pop culture geek. Um, we actually ran into each other at the Star Wars celebration uh, last April in Chicago. But I know your favorite thing of all time is the Ghostbusters franchise. Talk a little bit <laughs> about your love for the Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, you know, growing up, that was like that was always my favorite movie. It was, uh, it was just this. It was funny, and it was there were moments of of it just being scary, and you know their their gear just always looks so cool. So uh, as a kid, you know, you you're like, oh, I I want one of those proton packs, and you know, I want a ghost trap. And now that I'm an adult, um, and I'm able to to build stuff, and I have money, and and all that, I. You know, I've got my own proton pack now, and I do, uh, when I have free time, I do a lot of charity work with the Windy City Ghostbusters in Chicago, um, which raises money for Make-A-Wish and La Robita Children's Hospital um, and uh, Treehouse Animal Shelter, I believe it is. Nice. Um, and I'm the, I'm the president of that team currently, actually, but... Uh, yeah, we're, uh, I love it. And it's, it's a great chance to kind of do something that I love outside of wrestling and, and still do some good for the, for the world and the community. I'm just curious here. Uh, you're, you're the Chicago bear hug. You're into eighties movies. You, you do a lot of work in Chicago with charities and you're Steve Michaels. So I got to ask you, are you a Steve McMichael fan or a Chicago Bear fan who just happened to pick that? Because I, I just can't figure out which one it would be. <laughs> okay, so um, 
uh, I'm a fan of both, uh, but that's not how it all ever originated. Um, Michael is my real middle name. Um, so Steve Michaels is, that's how that came about. And when I was training down in Florida, uh, at team 3d, the personal trainer there was the guy that created American gladiators. And he's this, this old, you know, arm wrestler, Apache, Apache Dan is his name. And, uh, I would always outdo everybody in like core drills and like sit up drills and stuff. And I don't, I don't look like I am. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I've got some weight to me. And he, he would always look at me. He's like, you know, people, people look at you and they, they think you're fat, but you're not fat. It's, there's muscle under there. He's like, you're, you're like a bear. You're like a big Chicago bear. And I, and that's kind of where that came from is I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I know I'm not the, the most visually, you know, appealing muscular guy in the world. But I know that, you know, if I get out there and do do sit-ups with somebody, you know, I can do sit-ups with, you know, a 65-pound bag on, on my chest and, and do about 200 of them. So that's where that came from. All right, Steve, we're kind of coming close to the end of our time here. And thank you for coming on. Real quick, um, what do you have to plug? Um, you're very excited about OVW's national television debut coming up. Tell me a little bit about that and tell me a little bit about some of the things that you do otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. So um, OVW's actually debuting uh, this Friday, April 3rd uh, on the channel U2 America. Um, it's on Time Warner and Mediacom and Sudden Link. Uh, and they have an app on Roku as well. It's going to debut at midnight, 11 central. And uh, it's going to be a weekly show every Friday. Um, and it will also be available on the Binge app uh, in 51 million households across the country uh, and Puerto Rico. So it's that's a huge thing for me right now. You know, I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm honored to get a chance to... Uh, be a part of this this new national TV deal with OVW. Um, for me personally, you know, I've uh, I don't have anything specific that's currently coming up. You know, the world's kind of in flux right now, um, but I do uh, I do have a pro wrestling tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Chicago Bear Hug. Uh, if you're inclined to check out uh, some Steve Michaels merch. Uh, what about your social media, Steve? Yes, and my my social media, uh, it's I try and keep it all simple. It's at Chicago Bear Hug for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So you can follow me on there. Uh, I try to be pretty active. Um, send me your questions, comments, whatever. I'm always happy to hear from new fans and and old fans alike. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Steve, for uh, joining us here on the program. We really appreciate you stopping by. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, stay well, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. There is uh, Steve Michaels. He is the Chicago Bear Hug. And uh, Mike, again, bringing in a nice uh, local wrestling guest. I appreciate it, my friend. I uh, keep pounding the pavement, hoping to get some more guys in soon. So, uh, <laughs> All uh, right. Before we go, <laughs> WrestleMania 36, this weekend, two-night event, Saturday night, Sunday night, WWE Network. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre among the matches. Also, Undertaker and AJ Styles in the Boneyard match. So we'll see what happens with all that. 
All right. It's time to head out of here. Thank you very much for joining us on the live broadcast. And if you did not listen on the live broadcast, thanks for joining us on Windy City Slam. And the Windy City Slam podcast is found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. Bye-bye, everybody. You're screaming because my name, I know it's real.